I just love in the Gospels when there's people who have lived lives, you know, the sinner, the woman caught in adultery, and they're all brought before Jesus, and they, they carry the shame. They're publicly exposed, and he's the lifter up of their heads, and he's the one who says, go, go back into the public. And um, I remember once hearing the story that there, there was a, a, an MP, a famous MP, uh, member of parliament in London, and he, he, he got caught, um, I think it was lying um, under oath in court. And the headlines was, he's had a fall from grace. Mm. And he found himself in a prison. Um, he lost his wife, he lost his, his kids. He, he, he was in line to be prime minister. Mm. And um, he... he his testimony is, I didn't have a fall from grace. I fell into grace. Wow. Mm. <laughs> because as he felt the, the conviction of his sin, the, the public exposure, Jesus used that to, to bring grace to him. Just not last week I was at a wedding and the text I was preaching, something just cracked open that never cracked open before was, you remember the, the wedding feast at Cana? Mm. I wasn't there, but I remember. You remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were there. <laughs> That's why I was asking if you remembered it. <laughs> the pictures. But there, there's just something to that that I'd never seen before. You know, the honor and shame culture. If, if, if the groom fails to provide for his wife, he brings shame lifelong on his family. He, he, he is exposed as a man who who has put a curse in his household forever. And uh, what does Jesus do? It's incredible. He tells his servants, go fill up the, the water jars and all of that pointing to the fact that he's come to deal with our sin, these jars that were used for ceremonial cleaning. And then when he tells his servants to take it to the master of the banquet, the master of the banquet cannot believe what he's happening. And so he publicly testifies, meaning that he takes the shame that the groom deserved and he he lavishes them publicly with honor. And that's the gospel. Yes. Jesus Christ takes our shame so that we can receive his righteousness, holy, blameless, and known publicly. And uh, I'd never seen that before in that text. And I just, I just see it so, much, so clearly that, you know, with, with all of us who struggle with shame, we, we need to apply the same gospel message that both of you guys have just said so, articulated so well from personal experience um, and know that our Savior just loves to publicly, mm. publicly make known. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You can, if you're listening to this, you are free to have a Pentecostal dance party <laughs> right now and give praise to God. Oh, man. I loved hearing about Aldersgate mm. and when we started here. So let me just, this popped into my mind. Let's go around and uh, your favorite hymn and why. Just, just to... Mm few minutes on that well you know it's interesting about that hymn because people sometimes ask me if I'm woke you know that word woke never heard of it Randy ah very controversial <laughs> but I always say I am because of what happened in that hymn you know what's the verse where long my imprisons Soul lay in past bound in sin, sin and death's dark night. night. And what happened? 
Thine eye diffused a quickening Thinking ray. ray. I woke. Woke. <laughs> and to me, mm. if you're not woke in that sense, mm. you're not where you ought to be. And to be biblically woke is to be delivered from your sins. Mm -hmm. But it's also then to become the compassionate person mm -hmm. that the God of justice and mercy requires mm -hmm. and enables you to be. Um, so I don't know if it's my favorite hymn, but I sure do like singing it. And, um, you know, I remember uh, when I was in the army and I was in Saudi Arabia and uh, somebody gave me uh, a tape in those days. You remember cassette tapes? I just had to no. teach my daughters what they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But somebody sent me, uh, gave me a cassette tape of the group Glad. It was a cappella group, Christian acapella group. And they sang that. And I, I think I wore that cassette out. Mm. <laughs> uh, Got stretched. Oh, just listening to that glorious mm. message. Mm. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Mm. Mm. But you, Andy? If I can say two. Sure. There's, there's a, a hymn we've just started singing in London. It's from a, a guy over here in the States, Eric Dewar. And it's called Come Now Remember Our Story. Glory and Gladness. I think he's the worship leader at, um, is it Moody Church in, uh, or Wheaton? The church in Wheaton. I can't remember where uh, Josh Moody's a pastor. But it is a phenomenal hymn that just rehearses the gospel. Come now, remember our story. And uh, it, it's something we keep on just uh, continue to sing in London. But the, 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 the ancient hymn is, a, is Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. um, I was preaching just the other night there in Ephesians 2. And, but I remember that I, when I was a teenager, I'd sort of wayward as in my teenage years and I stopped going to church. But when I came back to church age 17 in, in the evenings, um, my pastor was preaching through Ephesians. And he preached in Ephesians to, you know, dead in your transgressions and sins. And I remember thinking, it's, it was like, has my mom told him everything about me? And at the end of the sermon, when he's, you know, God is rich in love, I thought, this is far too good to be true. This cannot be true that God would forgive me because of what Jesus has done. Surely I need to do something. And I remember for the first time singing Amazing Grace. I was... <laughs> And, and it just brought the gospel home. And every time I sing it, it brings the gospel home awesome. to my heart. It is true. Yeah. And it is amazing, amazing yeah. grace yeah. that is uh, the reason why we're his. So amazing grace. Mm. Mm. It's one of those um, few that are, like, globally recognized. Yeah. Or, you know, globally yeah. recognizable. Yeah. Everybody knows it. You know John Newton, by the way? Yeah, uh, yeah, I knew uh, you. know, he was... Personally? Yeah, personally, yeah. <laughs> you were there when... You, you were <laughs> Man! Randy. Randy goes way back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Newton, actually, before he was... Uh, my understanding is before he was a slave trader, he was a slave himself. Did you know that's that? Right. Yeah. I think I believe that's yeah. right. While he was slave trading. Yeah. No, before. Well, yes, while he was slave trading, he was so he was awful to his crew, they sold him mm. into slavery. Uh, for a couple of years, so the you know when I think when I hear that song, I think about the depth yeah. of his gratitude, you know, um, and and the depth of the word wretch. Mm, wretch, exactly. Yeah, yeah, truly, mm. he he understood the trade from so many different angles, and its dehumanization. I think my favorite, um, my favorite has to be uh, before the throne of God above. Mm. 
uh, and I just love the movement in it. It's one of the few hymns that's written from our seat in the heavenlies from that mm. perspective, and I love that. Mm. Um, but I also, uh, you know, sort of tying in with the conversation we've already been having, the third verse blows me away every time. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the grief within, upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Yeah. Ah. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and And pardon pardon me. me. That just, that gets me every Mm. time. How about the third verse of it is well with my soul? Go ahead. (laughs) My sin. Oh, the bliss. Of this glorious thought. (laughs) My sin. Not in part, part, but but the whole. whole. Is nailed to the cross, mm. and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. This is the good news, y'all. Man. That's good news. <laughs> you know, the name of the hymn tune for um, It Is Well With My Soul is the Via du Havre, which was the name of the vessel mm. that was carrying mm. his children and wife when it sank and died. Mm. And when they died, and every time I, we sing that hymn, I look down there. If you've got a hymn, if you see a hymnal and you're listening to this, through the tune is listed on the left hand side of a, a typical evangelical hymnal. And just thinking about him wanting to name the tune after what brought him so much pain. Yeah. That brings another memory of a tune called New City Fellowship, which is a rewritten tune to Rock, Rock of, of Ages. Ages. And much, much more singable, though I love the original too. Yeah. <laughs> James Ward did us right on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but the words of, you know, by Augustus Toplady, um, you know, I remember coming to James and saying, James, I love the words of this hymn, but I don't like the tune. Could you write a new tune? And a week later, he says, how's this? And, I mean, it just devastated mm. me. Oh, it's Every beautiful. time we sing it. Especially the the last uh, four bars, yeah, it goes brings up. you to. The, now, Karen, you you warmed the depth of um, a heart that is in love with Gerhardus's boss, Gerhardus boss's theology of from the heavenlies, mm-hmm. living from our identity in heaven down to earth. We tend to get that wrong in the Christian life, but um, I tend to get that wrong. My, one of my favorites. Um, we we can have a one sided view of people in history. And, and we've gotten a lot of John Newton references. And Newton's letters are just a master class in how to counsel people, uh, the way he dealt with souls. He, all, he wrote a, a hymn that a lot of people don't know. Um, it's come back now because of Bob Coughlin and, and um, the Together for the Gospel sings it a lot. I asked the Lord that I might grow. So the same man that wrote Amazing Grace could write these words. I asked the Lord that I might grow in faith and love and every grace, might more of his salvation know and seek more earnestly his face. T'was he who taught me thus to pray, and he it was that answered prayer. But it has been in such a way as almost drove me to despair. I'd hoped that in some favored hour at once he'd answer my request and by his love's constraining power subdue my sins and give me rest. Instead of this, he made me feel the hidden evils of my heart and let the angry powers of hell assault my soul in every part. 
yea, more of his, with his own hand he seemed, intent to aggravate my woe. Crossed all the fair designs I schemed, humbled my heart, and laid me low. Lord, why is this, I trembling cried? Will thou pursue thy worm to death? Tis in this way, the Lord replied, I answer prayer for grace and faith. These inward trials I employ from self and pride to set thee free and break thy schemes of earthly joy that thou mayst find thy all in me. So the same man that could write about the, the amazing grace of God that grace was not just one thing to him. First time I sang this hymn, I remember thinking, John Newton saw the multifaceted nature of grace that we can so easily miss that it's grace to break our schemes of earthly joy. It's grace to lay us low. And it's the constraining love of the Heavenly Father that will show us the hidden evils of our hearts so that we might find our all in him. And that, that every time I sing that, it's a reminder to me because I think one of the things that happens the longer we go on with Jesus is we lose sight of, of how bad we were. At least I do. And it's so tempting in every relationship and in every interaction to think we may be just a little bit further ahead than somebody. And uh, the easy way to dispel such fanciful notions of our own goodness is to be reminded that, no, grace will always come and we will sing amazing grace even as we sing, I ask the Lord I might, that I might grow, and he might answer in a different way than we thought. First Takes is produced by First Presbyterian Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Our theme music was written and recorded by Wes Breedlove. Our sound engineer is me, Dylan Thomas. Our host is Dr. Gabriel Fleur. S.K. Van Pufflin is our executive producer, and for more information about First Presbyterian or our ministries here, visit our website at 1stpresbyterian.com.